While Beauty Lab and Laser is a professionally licensed medical facility, the hosts of this podcast are not medical professionals, nor do they claim to be. The opinions on this podcast are for entertainment only. Please seek a licensed medical professional for all medical questions. Hi, and welcome to Live Love Lab, the behind-the-scenes podcast from Beauty Lab and Laser. I am Heather, and I am single. <laughs> and I'm one of the hosts of this podcast, but I'm joined by Dre, the other single co-host. And you too and are single. single. And together we are Drether. Also single. Also single. <laughs> you can be together but separate. <laughs> separate but equal. Yes. All right. Well, we are on a good um like just schedule with our podcasting. Yeah, yeah. Can you believe our mental it, guys? health? Apparently, the it? medicine is kicking in, and we're able to get out of bed and record our trauma I, for all of you. I will say we had plans to record at eight a.m. Yep, and we were here. We were here. It is eleven fifteen a.m. We yep. ha- had to talk for three and a half hours in before. order to get to the point where we could <laughs> podcast, and we did not discuss one thing about what we're going to podcast. No, about today. I started to, and then you said save the podcast. Yeah. So. I actually it's said fine. save it for camera because that's just kind of like a lingo thing when you're in the industry. <laughs> right, right. That's Keep just what you're used to. That's yeah. just what you're used to. Because Dre and I do best fresh. Yes. With Irish Spring. Um, what was the Irish Spring commercial where there's like... Where it's like... A, uh, like it's fresh or something. Didn't and they then roll it, their doesn't R's? it like spring water yeah. from the soap, so, the bar of soap? Genius, yeah. I know. Oh, they don't make commercials the way that they used they to. sure don't. I know. Remember Slinky, Slinky, fun and powerful toy. And they'd go down the stairs in rhythm to the song. No. Fun for all the girls and boys. Well, I don't. But do you remember the McDonald's commercial where she plays the Fury Lease on the piano and writes a little song to it? Oh, I wish I had a... Na, 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 na. It's, oh, I wish I w- was already there instead of here playing the song. And I would have a big chocolate shake, shake a, a cheeseburger, and also fries. And, and I will eat yeah. them by myself. Yep. All right. Welcome, McDonald's sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we like to just let you guys have bird's eye view on some of the mental illness that is apparent. <laughs> Whenever we get together and have a chance to sing, which I don't know how we got to the McDonald's theme song. Oh, from Irish Spring. Yes. Because Dre said we were fresh. Yes. <laughs> fresh. There it is. Full circle. Full circle. Okay. Well, today. I don't know why people think I'm hard to follow. <laughs> I, think, I think the ADHD works for me. Okay. So today we are going to talk about being single, singleness, singleness. feeling single, feeling single, being single. And what scenarios make our singledness, singledom, singleness all the more apparent? Yeah, because here's the thing. is like I, so I am single and I don't feel like I don't notice it. It's like not a thing. You know what I mean? Like it, like I'm not hyper aware of it all mm-hmm. the time. And I think some people are. Yeah. And I feel like I'm busy and like a mom and all the things and so it's like it's not something that's totally like in my consciousness all the time yeah like you're not walking into target like everyone can see that i'm alone exactly yeah whereas like i there are certain things i'm not that buying I am. any deodorant for men <laughs> <laughs> i'm only buying feminine products there are certain things that i'm hyper aware of all the time about myself but my the singleness isn't one isn't, of those things isn't yeah. the factor yeah and um 
but like this week I went on vacation with my family on like our, you know, annual lake vacation where we spend a week in a house together. And it's like my dad and my stepmom and then like all the step siblings and my siblings. And so there's nine kids between the two of them and then like spouses and kids and whatever. So it's a big group. It's a huge like multi extended family. Yes big event yeah and like all you've been doing every year since I mean for at least a decade okay at least a decade longer than that I think my my dad my stepmom have been have been married for like 15 years 16 maybe so it's been a long time but like I and I've been hearing about this trip for a long time because it's pretty regimented because you get your meals planned out totally your days that you're in charge of yeah your Yep, my dad sends an Excel spreadsheet that shows what days people are arriving, how many adults, how many kids, like all the things. He's very, very organized. And uh, this year was interesting because like, so last year I did go by myself, but it was like right when I had first gotten separated. And And so so it wasn't really acknowledged. You didn't have the single cape on. Maybe in your heart you were single, but not to the world. Right, exactly. They just assumed you were coming and I didn't go with my husband, but we were still married, you know, yeah. but even though we were separated. So it wasn't acknowledged, though. Yeah. So this you were is still really... married just son's husband because of circumstances. Yes, exactly. This year was like the first year of going like by myself as a single parent. And like never have I been so aware of being single as I was this week. Like you guys, if you want to feel single and just know exactly <laughs> where you are on the totem pole, go on a family vacation with your extended family and and just just try it and just try it it's fun suddenly <laughs> single sharing a bathroom <laughs> yeah and that's the thing is i do feel suddenly single no i've been single it was like my it was in my awareness like a lot you well, know what I that's mean? that's what is so fascinating is because we always think of like our family is like our safest space but it's actually like i feel the most vulnerable and exposed because the hierarchy in really strong families is pretty clear yes and it is in my family and in my family it is absolutely very much so yes and it's kind of like this these hidden ways that the culture around us lets us know what's good and what's bad yes right right and what I learned is single is bad (laughs) so let's go through the hierarchy so tell us the first the first awareness you had was there a spreadsheet that was sent out for this trip Yes, there was. Okay. Uh-huh. And what was specific? What was the first thing you noticed different about like your what assignments did you have last year? So typically we always get like a meal or a night. Yeah, a like- day, even like some years it's been like you're in charge of all three meals. Some years it's but this year it was like every family was in charge of one meal, like okay. a, dinner. a dinner. A dinner. Yeah. And so like let's take um your stepbrother and his wife uh-huh. and their four kids. Yes. What what meal were they in charge of? So they were in charge of Tuesday night's meal and they did like a whole Cafe Rio spread. It Got was it. great. Like the homemade Cafe Rio where you make your own dressing and you do the crock pot pork and with the, with the, co- with the Coca-Cola Coke and, yeah. in the crock pot. Exactly. Yeah. And the black. It was delicious. Um, okay. So that, that would be hierarchy of married with kids. Married with kids. That is okay. at the very, very top. Okay. I mean, at the top is dad and mom. Okay. Like you know, gra- grandma and grandpa. Patriarch. But like it's, it's married with kids for sure in my family. Okay. And that's where you have been. That's where I've been. And but I wasn't always. I was a single mom for eight years with Elsha. And so I had forgotten. You'd forgotten. I had forgotten because I spent ten years. Because once you got into in the, the married slot. club, you're in the top slot. So you yeah. forget about the, the ones beneath you. Totally. Because your needs are taken care of. Totally. 
So married with kids, married without kids, what was their assignment? Um, married without kids also got a meal. Okay. Yep. So like they got yep. Thursday lunch. Same thing. It was, well, Scott and Jody are the only married couple without kids in my family. And um, yeah, they were in charge of a meal and it was awesome. I don't remember what they had because I don't think I was there that night. But but what, okay, so what was on your spreadsheet? What were you in charge of? So I was assigned to tinfoil dinner night with my sister. Who is also single. Who, she is also single. And so it was just funny because like usually it's like, I don't know. And I, it sounds like such first world, world problems and like such a dumb thing. But it's like the tinfoil dinner is kind of like the throwaway dinner yeah. of like, you know, like, like if we need a and yeah, like a, let's a just th- yeah, throw all of the leftovers in a tinfoil packet and put it on the barbecue. It's the easiest possible dinner. And it wasn't like it was like, oh, you guys are doing tinfoil dinners like it wasn't my idea to do tinfoil dinners. Yeah, you didn't it, get to say, like, will you be in charge of yeah. a or, barbecue or like, hey, on will Saturday? You, will you do the I dinner? I thought you were on... only in charge of cups. I didn't even know that you got tinfoil dinners. No, I thought no. they just said, Andre, you can bring cups if you're capable of that. Because you weren't capable of staying married. So we're not <laughs> sure what your skill <laughs> well, level is at right it's now. It's made me think because it is often that. It's like, and I, see, I now recognize it looking back that, like, my brother always got assigned chips. <laughs> You know he what was I mean? Never married, never no yeah, kids. Yeah, no kids, not married, and so it was like Tim's bringing chips or Tim's Tim's bringing cups, because like they can't be trusted to like make an actual meal. <laughs> you know, like you can't be in charge of making the salad or the side dish or the main dish. It's like you got to bring the thing that you can just run to the grocery store and pick up. And the sad thing is, is I don't even know if he was a good cook. He probably was, but right. like I don't know that I was ever given the opportunity to like like eat a meal that he cooked right and, you but know? some people could say well this is a benefit of being single because you get you get off scot-free and it's not fair because not only am I a wife and a mom of four kids but then I have the hardest meal and I am in charge of cleanup and everyone's expecting it to be great and I have to do homemade cafe real but really I just want to bring cups totally I'm the mom with all the kids totally and actually I do think that it should be reversed like I think the mom should bring it's the cups. The, the hierarchy yeah. is wrong, but it's a hierarchy because it's more prestigious to let her shine her talents right. to the group. But it's some people might look at it the wrong way, but when you take, we have to give them more examples because they yes. might be thinking, well, stop, Dre, complaining. I know, and I'm, I'm really not. It's just like interesting because usually I would be able to choose my own recipe, right? but this year it got assigned to me because it's like, oh, she's she's got her hands full. <laughs> She, you know she's on the edge she don't, if we if we give her the creative license to pick what type of pulled chicken sandwiches exactly. she makes she might put exactly her um and just like but at least you got your own suite right with your own bathroom and your own room because you're a single lady that with kids that needs to spread out so no no that's the other thing is so like I so mean, sleeping a beautiful house beautiful lovely huge house and um so amazing and all of the you know there was like several master bedrooms because it is designed to house families like mine where it's like Old grandparents and, and lots of kids with their kids and stuff so there's a giant room upstairs with bunk beds for the kids and a little bathroom and a playroom and stuff and then there were the little um like master suites where all the married suites. with kids couples yeah and and the families you know because there we have some families with little babies and stuff um and so they got everybody got kind of a master suite with a bathroom and I, there weren't enough for all of the adults. And so my sister, who's single, she got put in a bedroom with two twin beds that she shared with my daughter. 
So okay. my sister's 29. And um, she got put with the with 18, 17, year 17 year old. Year old. Yeah. And uh, they did have a bathroom <laughs> though, which is nice. And then I was put in a room. Um, they had an adjoined bathroom to their twin bedroom. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, that's a perk. Yeah, that was good. So that was like kind of a selling point. And then I was in a, a bedroom, just a, a bedroom with a bed. And we ended up pulling in a mattress for the floor so that like my kids could be in there with me and no bathroom which was fine. There was a hall bathroom just right across the way. It was a community bathroom. You can't say this is fine. You are an adult <laughs> mom who last year were in, was in a master suite. Yes. And having all the perks and privileges that are ascribed to a married woman. And now you're suddenly single. Suddenly single. And you are in a twin bed with a mattress on the floor using a community bathroom. Did the community bathroom had what in it? A sink and a, a toilet and, a, and toilet. a shower? No, no, no so shower. No shower. So where are you supposed to shower? In, with, I'm with going to sh- shower in my my parents shower and they, you and have they, to knock on the door and ask like hey yes yeah may I come in is yes. now a good time are you making love <laughs> I mean I want to wake up early and shower for the day like I yeah. have to no, I, knock I, on the parents yeah. door and arrange ask a time to see and when no I can other adult shower. has to do that no just me just you just okay. me suddenly single suddenly single and okay well that's terrible and then what was another give us another I offense. mean well it's a pretty funny one but like we were going to have movie night. I didn't really want to do movie night because like Elsha was going to bed and my sister went to bed and they're like my singles. They're who I'm hanging out with. I'm the only one awake that doesn't have a partner. And it was there a theater room. Everyone was like sitting next to like a yeah, blanket yeah. and a shared bowl uh-huh, of popcorn. Yeah. And it's like, and we'd gotten me and my brother Scott had gone to the gas station and got tons of movie treats and stuff. But like by the end of the night I, I was like tired. I just didn't want to go sit and watch a Disney movie with all of the couples in my family just didn't right. sound fun to me. So you thought you'd like slip out and yeah. go read. Yeah, I'm like, I'll just go like, in your room and like take yeah, some single time. Exactly. I'm just going to like hang out, play on but my phone. But before you go to sleep, you have to brush your teeth. I've got to brush my teeth. So I go to my community bathroom. Dude, someone's in there doing some serious business. Dropping a deuce. Yeah. In your community bathroom. In my community bathroom. And I'm like, come on, guys. Like, come on. This is my like this is my only place that I can do this like brush my teeth and wash my face and like there's all you all have your own bathrooms but literally every single one of you has your own bathrooms but you choose mine to, to do, your do the business in before your movie night that I am excluded from right. because I feel uncomfortable but the worst part is you could hear them sitting on the toilet listening and watching TikToks. And this isn't a full adult, you guys. This is an over 40 adult, okay? In her bathroom. Technically your bathroom. Technically. But I and mean, it wasn't. It, yeah. a, there were other bathrooms on the same level, doors away. She is giving this person a pass. <laughs> this person could have gone to the left and done their business in their private master bathroom or gone to the right and done the business in another married couple's private master bathroom. Mm-hmm. Instead chose Dre's bathroom <laughs> and sat down, started watching some TikToks and was just door shut. And then, you know, where did you brush your teeth? I, to, in the kitchen. I went in the oh, kitchen, to the kitchen yeah. to brush your teeth. Yeah. Because shows I you how long, wait, that like, pers- how many TikToks uh, that person was gosh. watching. But you guys, like I just, it made me, it was humbling and it made me realize like, wow, there really is a hierarchy and the way that like you function in a family and like your station in life is often dictated by your marital status. And like, I think I was used to the, the, the Lux high life. life, you know, of like, Hey, I'm married. I'm got my kids. I'm going to have a nice bedroom with a nice bathroom. 
sweet on this vacation and I had forgotten. You had forgotten. I had forgotten. And it's not about the inconveniences for you. I mean, you're still staying in a mansion. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful. It was a beautiful but, vacation. But it's like, Zero that's complaints. not, that's not the point of this. The point of this is like your daughter was there. Yeah. And your sister who is gay yes. is there. Yes. And can see like, oh, I've seen how Dre has been demoted. Yes. And the world's and you see that so it's not only like sending the message to you but it sends the message to all the nieces and nephews it sends the message to your own daughter it yeah. sends the message to your sister like you want oh you she's want bottom of the rung she's so, bottom so of the rung because like so you got married or married with kids then um Mar- just married then you've got single slash single with kids and i am i am torn about which one is worse it gets but single and gay is for sure at the bottom. Single and aberrant lifestyle yes. to their to the code of whatever. And yeah. we don't know how much of this is really our Mormon culture, or yeah, or the just world the individual, or and the my individual family. Like the well, I know this is exactly true for my family. Okay, too. okay. So, but all I know is, I mean, I think our families that were raised with the same exact culture and hierarchy. Yeah, where it's patriarch, you know, matriarch kids yes and that's the goal yeah so it's just this message that like no one has to say it's better to be married but like if they're shitting in your community bathroom (laughs) that's a message that it's better to be married because I'm married and I get to shit wherever I want yeah you know what I mean but you can you imagine if you were in the master suite and they walked in that would be a horrible I'm like just dropping it yeah oh because it'd be like how dare this is like our bathroom this is sacred but nothing you have is sacred anymore well and the thing is is like I'm already like sharing the community bathroom it really was mostly just me and little kids and so I'm like you know using the uh Clorox wipes and cleaning up little kids you know and they don't want to go upstairs to their parents bathroom and so I get that like I and I was okay but I'm like for an adult an adult to come and drop one come on dude it's like, disrespectful. It's so weird. It's so weird. And but, I have a whole theory because I don't think the wives like to ever do their business in front of their husbands or even in, if there's a chance that the husband will come looking for them and find out they've been doing a number two. That's why they don't do it anywhere near their home turf. Yeah, that's what's weird too. Like I didn't even think about that until you had said it because I was like, is it just laziness? Like this is no, just the closest it's like bathroom? I keep my place pristine, but yeah. I dump it, you know. Yeah, yeah. in Dre's, in Dre's. <laughs> single toilet. <laughs> Because the message is clear. But it shouldn't have gotten divorced, Dre. I know. And the the thing is, is like, there's so much, like, I love my family. I like, I feel very loved. And it's these little tiny nuances that like, we have to be aware of. And even as, as, you know, little things like where you're sitting at the Thanksgiving table. Yeah. You know? Like how many single adults are forced to sit with the kids because it just doesn't work. It's like two by two by two by two. And like, unless you're the grandma, we have to put you in a category and the category is often until you're married, you're at the kid table. Yeah, totally. When we read that um, Huffington Post article about that, and it's so funny because it's true. Like how many people over the age of 25, like... Let's say 25 because you're an adult at 18. You're an adult at 18. But like, but I'm okay with Elsha sticking around the kids table for a few years. That's fine. You know, but say you're 25, you've graduated from college, you have, you have a career. A yeah. On what planet is it normal for us to be placing actual adults with children? And I think it was really weird that my sister shared a bedroom with her 17 year old niece, yeah. even though it was my daughter. And I was so glad that she had her. And like, but like, why didn't they put you two in the room together? And like, 
I know, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was because, well, because I, I had my boys and there's a chance and they're hard they, sleepers and like, so they probably were just like, let's just it's isolate just the them. whole f- fact of all of it. Like how many ways are like you reminded of like, it's because it's not about like if your marriage is good or if you're happy or if it's even real. Yeah. It's just the title of it. Totally. Gives people permission to like keep the hierarchy in place. Yeah. Because it preserves the patriarchy. Totally. It does. And I really was wanted to ask you about this. You know, you have been technically single for like a minute, but do you think that you're less aware of your singledom and your singleness because you're financially independent? A hundred percent. Absolutely. Because I have a career. And you don't have to think like, I'm doing this on my own financially because you, you have plenty of money. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, I think that that is the most, yeah. when I felt the most single is when Billy first left and I was like on a budget and I had never been on a budget before. And I didn't, it wasn't that I spent foolishly, but all of a sudden it's like, wait a second. Now what I want isn't what we want. So like if I want my kids to, you know, go to private school. Yeah. Like I, I have to come up with that. Yes. Like everything that I want now that I know he's going to dismiss is on me. And I felt alone and like single. Like I've got to, I'm hyper aware of it because I don't have anyone else contributing to my hopes and dreams anymore. Yeah. Financially. Yeah. It's all on me. Yeah. And for I, for myself and my kids, you know, I, I that's, a th- yeah, I totally. And I think back on, um, like when I was single and a young mom to Elsha, when Elsha was just little. And like, I felt like a single mother mm. because like I was totally in charge of this person and her dad wasn't helpful and like his family wasn't involved or, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you have grandparents and whatever yeah, that help village. out, but like the, it was like, it was me and it was my, it was my village. It was my mom and my siblings that were helping and it was up to me and I felt single, but I, I, and I think that's the other thing is this go around. I do have an involved ex-husband. Like he is... Whoops. I thought we said turn phones I know, it's, off. <laughs> it's my kids FaceTiming me on my computer. Sorry about that. Anyway. Um, kids. <laughs> but I I do look at like some moms that like really have no help. And I do like I have 50-50 with the boy's dad and like he's great. And, you know, we go back and forth and whatever. And so I don't I think that's another reason I don't feel that acute singleness. Yeah. You know. And whereas like you have your girls full time. Yeah. I, feel, and I mean, you I probably feel, feel it much more than I do. Well, I just feel like, I mean, yeah, if, if it's to be, it's up to me. Like yeah. that's pretty much <laughs> I wake up with that. Like, and it's totally overwhelming, but there's, you know, yeah, I feel like I don't ever consider that I have like a partner to lean on or a co-parent to lean on. I never consider that. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And it's mostly in the big things, like the big emotional things, the big choices, the big struggles, because we just are so we have such very different philosophies and has such very different relationships with our children. Yeah. So I feel uh, like I am mom and dad all the time. And I just, you know, yeah. it's not necessarily really like hard. single them, but that's just like, as a mom, I feel like I've never understood like the nature of God more because it's like, I'm clearly a woman. And like, I have everything I have is like from that perspective, sure. but I have to, play both roles and I realize how delineated they really don't need to be. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So it's uh-huh. like the nature of God can be 
genderless. Yes. Because it's really the society that's given us this, like, that's a dad thing. Yep. And that's a- the mom cooks the dinner and yeah. the dad takes out the trash. I mean, yeah. I used to say stuff like, I'm so grateful I didn't have sons because I wouldn't have been able to, like, what? Teach them how to love sports? I love sports. Te- yeah. You know what I mean? Teach yeah. them how to treat women. Like, I used to think only a man can teach their son how to fish and hunt and kick the right. ball. And I could teach my daughters all of those things. And I've taught them a lot of those things. Yeah. And even though my dad taught those to me, doesn't mean I can't perpetuate those things to sons or daughters. Totally. And if you think if you had sons, there are a lot of things that you teach your girls that you would also want to teach your sons. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Like, because I have sons and like, there are certain, I laugh sometimes because like my sons are in dance they love hip hop. Like they love their hip hop class and it's so fun. And some, like sometimes I'm like, okay, never did I ever think that I was going to be driving my boys to dance, to dance class. class. I didn't, right. I didn't, Elsha didn't do dance. When she was little. I mean, she did for like a year, but like not really. Yeah, she wasn't a, you weren't a dance mom. No, but you I wasn't are a, a dance, dance mom, mom now for your son. Yeah, it's, it's not your so daughter. It's so funny, yeah. you know, like you just never know. And there are these things that like we assign to gender that don't necessarily need to, need be, to be. And it's just assigned. part of our kind of programming and yeah, whatever. But like what's important is we try to go along with the flow and like have a good self-deprecating sense of humor. Like it's okay if I wipe up the dribble off the seat from and share the bathroom with the kids or if the, the adults of the group take it drop a deuce in my community bathroom because (laughs) you know it doesn't really matter but what does matter is that our children and our and our nieces and nephews see this and there's no way that it can't give them an impression whether or not we act like it's the best thing in the world like there's a part of us that I think is obligated to say you know what I do this because it's and acknowledge it and just say mm-hmm. listen I know that this looks like I've been demoted it's because I have been but it's still worth it yeah <laughs> don't stay married just for the master suite <laughs> don't right stay married right just for the respect of the family don't stay married for anyone other than your children and your spouse yeah you know what I mean absolutely yeah and that's like just to have the conversation like this may exist but we can fight it yeah yeah and that that honestly and you don't was endor- like, you don't endorse it I guess yes and that was my biggest concern was just the example that it sets for Elsha as a you know girl who identifies with LGBTQ and who has been in this family for a long time so she's seen all of the iterations you know yeah she's so she's seen you go from it. like top of the heap to the community bathroom and a mattress yeah. on the floor yeah <laughs> that's a demotion you have such a positive attitude about it but it's like. Bird's eye view, it's the spreadsheet, like totally. The sort became very different. Everything changes. Everything changes. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like other funny things. And you and I were talking the other day about just like, yeah, what what shifts? It's like you stop getting invited on the family trips. Yeah. You know, you're no longer going to Newport every, you know, spring break. You're not you're not invited to the adjoining Marriott Villas in Newport Coast. Right. You know, you're not doing the Lake Powell. Even if you come and you have a boat and you have kids and you can drive the boat, you can cook the barbecue. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The skill set's not what's important. It's just the optics. Yes. You need a dad and a mom and the kids, you know. Yeah. And if I wish there was more of a village where we had five women taking just their kids to Lake Powell on a houseboat for a week because we'd have a great time. Yeah. Totally. But unfortunately, we've like turned, we, a lot of us haven't learned how to do it alone because we've always only done it. With, with partners, yeah. yeah, I know. What else has changed for you? Do you think? Like, when are you hyper aware of your singleness? I'm hyper aware of it on big holidays because, um, 
you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving and Fourth of July are the three biggest ones mm-hmm. because they are communal family things where everyone gets together and, you know, it's, there's just, you, like, you, it has to be a very specific type situation for you just to kind of show up and not be married. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I was, I mean, those are just, like, Thanksgiving's always super hard because everyone, what everyone likes to do is do their own family thing and then, like, they trade off families every other year. So sure. I have to figure out, and they, it's alternate. So, like, is there only one person at my mom's? And she actually said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to be at your brother's. And then, but your brother didn't invite you. So you're just kind of always marooned. And the last thing I ever want to do on a holiday is feel like a burden. Like, we'd like to come because, of course, they'd have me. Of, of course. course. Yes, I mean, totally. There's not a, I feel like I could call 15 people and be like, could we come to Thanksgiving? Yeah. That is not a position. That's when I'm aware of it because I don't want to do that. And I don't want to do that to my kids. My kids don't want to be around bodies just to be around bodies. Sure. They don't want to be around families that they don't feel safe or embraced by. They don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. We don't, but they also don't want to feel bad for me. And they also don't want to have a TV dinner in front of an 80s movie marathon, which is how I would spend Thanksgiving with my kids. Yeah. But it's the hype around it, and it's the fact that everyone goes into the pomp and circumstance, so you feel like you're letting your kids down by not recreating that. But there's a part of me that can't force it. Yeah. I cannot go and sit at the kids' table, you guys, because it's to placate them and to embarrass you. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather go out of town. Totally. But then I feel bad because I grew up with like extended family Thanksgivings, you Mm -hmm. know, in cultural halls of the church with 80 cardboard tables and a cold dinner that nobody enjoyed, you know, but it was, that's not what it was about. Yeah. It was about finding a space where everybody could be there. Because everyone wanted to be together. Yeah. Yeah. And then as more kids grow and like families change, you know, it's just like, it didn't feel like that. Like I always felt like if I came, it was going to be like, you know. Yeah. And that's on me, but it's also on the fact that I'm hyper aware of this hierarchy. Yeah. I know. It's so interesting. I really had forgotten about the hierarchy. I remember and the first year I was single, like bringing, you got demoted, yeah. man. <laughs> bringing like a, I brought like my signature that I make every year, like the flag cake with the blueberries and the strawberries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember people being like, oh, you didn't have to do what? But I'm like, but yeah, but every family is supposed to bring something. I'm a family. Yeah, I'm a family. Oh, you know what? I'm also hyper aware at Christmas time because as soon as word got out that Billy and I were separated, uh, people started saying, they stopped saying the gay family. They started saying the gay girls or Heather gay and girls. And that was every single Christmas card was like, thank you. We're still a family. You can still put the gay family, even though we don't have a head of the family. We are still a family. And to put the gay girls was just like this glaring like, it's just a Christmas card, man. It's That's not a way to I let, think about I know that. you're letting me know. But this is like within, before it was even final, is people, as it trickled out. And yeah. now it's like, now it's consistently just Heather Gay or Heather Gay and family. And, okay. But it should just, it never was Billy Gay and family before, ever. It was just the gay It was just family. the gay family or the gays. Yeah. So here's my question. Did you do a Christmas card post-divorce? Like a, you know. Well, I had been, I had done Christmas cards every year. Okay. And then for... Post-separation, I did them for about four years. And I think I did one post-divorce, but never with me in it. Like, I never did me with my kids. Okay. Like, here's, just, we're single. I'm, yeah, yeah. I never, I could not even send a Christmas card out like that. I just would do pictures of the kids. Yeah. Every year. I'm trying to think of what I've seen 
Because, like, that's another thing that changes. Like, you can only be in the family picture if you have a husband with you or a wife with you. Well, like, I mean, I we haven't done a family picture like that. Like, but for sure it's much more comfortable when it's just the just natural. The kids. The, yeah, the yeah. nuclear family. Yeah. And not all the spouses. Yeah. But, like, I saw my friend who's been dating this guy for maybe two months, like, have him pose with, like, all of her older siblings' spouses. Like, because that's what they do. Like, now all the men take a picture. Oh, now right, all the right. couples yes. take a picture. And I'm yes. like, they've been together six weeks. And yeah. And he's, like, in the, fa- like, in the family with pictures. With the brothers. <laughs> with the brotherhood. You know? But that's what we do because that's yes. what we want because that makes it all work. Totally. It's uncomfortable to be, like, a dangling participle in grammar and in life. Mm-hmm. You want mm-hmm. to attach everything. Yeah. Yeah, we do. But I think that's changing. And I think that we're getting better about like looking at different iterations of family. Family is not, you know, Ozzy and Harriet. Yeah. Okay. Well, so here's a question. So when something had no happened. No one knows who Ozzy and Harriet is. I just realized that's probably too old for our young listeners. I mean, we do have no a very one is young like, listenership. No one is um, Al and Peg Bundy. Okay. <laughs> That's too old, too. No, people will know that, I think. Um, no one's the perfect and, family. Okay, so here's here's a question. So when we were on the boat, I was kind of complaining to my sister-in-law about something and, and kind of that singleness, you know. And she's married, my brother. They don't have kids. And uh, she said, Dre, I'm really sorry. How can I be an ally? And how can I be supportive? And it kind of caught me off guard. I was really appreciative. It was really sweet and thoughtful for her to say that. And like, it's such a great language. Like, how can I be an ally to you? Because she was acknowledging that she doesn't understand because she's not single. Right. And And so she doesn't feel the affronts or the offenses. And And I think she feels probably some things on a level because they're not in the church and they're not, they don't have kids. kids. But you know, at least they're doing it the right way. (laughs) (laughs) But like she acknowledged that and like asked how she could be supportive. And, but I didn't really have an answer for her. It was, I was kind of just like, well, thanks, thanks for listening and just, you know, being my friend. So, but like, what could we advise people who, cause like we have a lot of listeners that are single. We have a lot of listeners that are married, a lot of moms, um, probably some dads out there too. So like, how can we all get on the same page and support one another and, and I mean, be supportive to our, our singles. I think the only, the way to be an ally is to not dismiss like that it's real or just like oh no one's treating you that way guess what guys we're not crying and saying we're offended we're just saying this exists yeah so it takes away that gaslighting element of like you're crazy you're hysterical and you are much more self-conscious than you need to be no I'm actually sharing a community bathroom with 10 five-year-olds <laughs> and you're shitting in it so that's not I'm not crazy and overly sensitive right I had a master suite last year, yep. and this year I have Clorox wipes at all times, <laughs> so it's a difference. And I think just um, not dismissing it because yeah. there's nothing you can do. This is how families work. This is how dads work. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is how our families work, totally. and this is how. And it doesn't mean we can't go or love and enjoy and just look past it. But I think talking to our kids about it, so they say like, you know, that it's okay because. I wish, you know what I mean? Like it is different I wish that now. we had the same be- bedroom we had last year, but we don't. We don't. But and you love this trip and you love coming and being with the cousins, so we'll always come every yeah. year. Yeah. And I notice it and I don't care, but it doesn't mean it's, you know, right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then we make sure that we just don't ever do that. And we also maybe like if we're having a couple's night out, we extend it to like, what about our one friend? Like, I know it'll, they'll have to put a tape, a chair out the end of the table, but hey, I love an end of the cha- table I love chair. End of I the, love yeah. it. I love when, when my friends are like, we're on a date. And I'm like, great. Where are you? I will meet up. It's going to be more fun for the date night. Totally. And it's just like, it doesn't have to always the optics don't have to work for it to be okay. Yeah. Well, and I think too, a lot of times things are ju- just written off because of logistics. And I'm sure me being in the bathroom or in the in the bedroom with the mattress on the floor wasn't a conscious affront. It was logistics. It made more sense on paper for me to be in that room than for the f- bigger family to right. be, you know what I mean? And, and so it's logistics. But like, but guess what? I am such a strong opinion. I have to interrupt you. Okay logistics should always be compromised for the message humanity like let dre's going let's let's make sure that even though the logistics are off we're going to switch this up because we have to make it like on paper it's better to hire this person over this person or on paper this yes. looks better yeah this works out better but is it the right thing to do no and does it make sense on a social level, no. No. And that's what I'm saying. It's like sometimes you got to throw out the logistics of it. Sometimes the easiest option is hurtful. And you might not see it that way, but it could mean something on a deep level to someone. Yeah. And so Do you don't be dismiss things because it's logistically the it right thing. works out easier, yeah. right? Like, well, what car are they going to go? And they'll figure it out. Yeah. You know? And like... I think like people assume that single people feel single when they're with couples and that's absolutely not true. Totally. Like I love going out with couples because half the time you just get to observe how miserable they are. <laughs> and the other half the time you just get to have a great time yeah. and it doesn't, and it makes everybody, it's takes the pressure off of everybody. Mm-hmm. And, but that, and that's, I think a weird thing that happens too. Yeah. Well, that's something also that like, we talked about this on our Mormon stories interview is like, Things do change when you get divorced and your your friend group changes. Mm-hmm. And like, I love all of my friends that have been in my life. I love all the couple of friends that, you know, Brady and I were friends with and spent time with. But like, I don't really hang out with them anymore. And you're not going to get invited on those. I'm yeah, I'm not trips. I'm not getting invited to. Yeah. To the camp out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I and it's not because they don't love me or because I don't love them. It's just because it's like. The dynamic changed, and now I'm supposed to go with the single people. Right. You know? I'm sure you guys are having a lot more fun than us <laughs> out there just gallivanting around. <laughs> you would want to come to just Newport Beach. Right. <laughs> but so so I think, yeah, how can you be an ally? Remember your single friends. Even if you're doing all couples and you're like, you, you know, oh, we don't want to single that person out. Guess what? We're all, we already know we're single. Yeah. <laughs> And there's nothing like making you love being single than hanging out with married folk. Trust us. It's <laughs> cathartic. Yeah. Just, I don't know. So many thoughts, Heather. Well, we're glad you're here. And we're glad that you're aware of it because awareness is the first step. And then we can be the change. Yes, that's true. Because we love all folk. Rich, poor, married, single. What's that scripture? I don't hear the scripture. I know. I'm not going to even misquote. Person. I've lost my scripture card. <laughs> I lost my authority card. But um, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I think us singles also can 
take that step forward of like saying oh cool you're on a date like I'd love to come meet you (laughs) like honestly because I think sometimes people don't know if we want to be invited you know because they don't want to single us out and make us feel isolated or alone or whatever like oh it's just couples I know I've said that a million times oh it's mostly couples yeah so you know we'd hate for you to like be aware. Yeah. Guess what? We know. We realize. And, and but it's like, do you want them to bring choice. your whole boyfriend or come alone? You want them to come alone. Yeah. You know? And when par- when people partner up with spouses or boyfriends that don't mesh, it's okay to separate. Totally. You know? Oh, totally. And like go do things and, totally. and not take it as a a sign of weakness in your relationship. Mm-hmm. It's a sign of strength. I think so too. And like I'm really good with my singleness. I'm happy about it. It so, looks good like, on you. You don't have to feel sorry for me or feel sad or whatever. Feel sad for us for different reasons. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> oh, and that's our call. Somebody's knocking on our office door. Let's see who it is. It's Mr. McFeely. Oh, hi. What did you bring us today, Mr. <laughs> McFeely? Okay. Well, that that was our mail carrier, mail our carrier. friendly mail carrier, letting us know that our <laughs> next appointment. It's time for make believe land. Yeah. <laughs> time for make believe land trolley. King Friday. <laughs> Clang of the trolley. Oh, Mr. Rogers, um, such a you know what, gentle Mr. Rogers soul. was not single, but it. Did you ever meet his wife? No, on the show? Did it didn't ever really talk matter. About it? It didn't no. Matter. So, Mr. Rogers, everybody, and it's a neighborhood. Mr. Exactly. Rogers, neighborhood. <laughs> All are welcome. So, the moral of the story is, we Don't have shit to sit in the community bathroom. Yeah, and I mean, we we have to be able to laugh at ourselves, right? And like, just how things are. I mean, otherwise, we'd be sobbing. Well, the moral but, of the story is. Mar- Dre came home and said, I'm never staying in with the mattress on the floor in the hallway community bathroom. And she ordered herself a husband. So next year she gets a master suite and he's just going to appear for the family trip. Yeah, it's perfect. You know, it works out. Yeah. I'll be like, I'm back. Sleeping with, but not with. Yes, exactly. Sleeping alongside, but not with. (laughs) I'm back, bitches. Which master suite do I get this year? This is my husband. And then some name that only she will be able to pronounce, but... Exactly. So singled and ma- singles and marrieds, just just you know, find a share way to the cross love. That bridge. Yep. Let's just all <laughs> be on the same team. We're all in the same family. And to be clear, my, all of my step family and family is amazing. Like they're great. I'm just saying, it's like the it's the system. It's not the people. It's the system. I mean, I'm just gonna say, you know, amazing, but also not a lot of uh, bound bathroom boundaries. <laughs> Okay. Amazing without bathroom Could have done boundaries. without the deuce in the toilet. That's true. Very, and flush very, next time, yeah. man. Does she have to flush for you, too? Come on. But uh, what I love best about this podcast is single or married, you still need to look good. You still need Botox. Absolutely. You still need filler. You still need lips. So remember that the lab loves you. And life is short. By, By the, the lips. lips.